Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman Studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, viruses. They walk among us. Tiny little animals with a hundred legs that hide in our nasal passages. No? That's not a virus? Well, we've got Dr. Oliver Fregoso, Assistant Professor of Microbiology, Immunology, and Molecular Genetics at UCLA. He's here to set the medical record straight on viruses. Plus, there are 350 flavors of Kit Kat bars available in Japan. Max Hodges of omgjapan.com has sent us 25 exotically flavored Kit Kat bars. We're going to have a live Kit Kat taste test. Wasabi Kit Kat, anyone? I'm Adam Felber, the man who every week tries to keep our conversations quarantined to the topic at hand. And now, please welcome the woman who spreads irrelevance like a sneeze on a cruise ship. It's Paula Poundstone. Yay! But more importantly, Tony Anita Hall is back. Yes, Tony Anita Hall is back with us. Oh my God, that was awful. For those of you who weren't listening last week, um, uh, Tony Anita Hall was gone last week. She was on a cruise, yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, you think the people uh, on those cruise ships with the viruses have it bad? We had Bonnie Burns here. We yeah, contracted was, Bonnie as the replacement. She, Tony, she, she <laughs> took over some of Tony's job. I, I, I nearly succumbed to the vapors thinking about Tony and Nita Hull on that damnable ship. Yeah, we worried about you, Tony. You know what? Before we go any further, I want to welcome back someone else, returning champion Tim Freeman on the guitar. Thank you, Tim. Welcome back, oh. Tim. Hey, thanks for having me, you guys. Good to have well, you thanks back. Thanks for being here. When we saw those pictures of you posted on the social media, Tony Anita Hull, I, I, I nearly tore off my ruby satin dress in agony. Uh, 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 you are a strong woman, but even you are not trained in wrestling octopi. I sh- should point out that that, of course, is our resident hand puppet, Southern Belle, aging Southern Belle, uh, Mrs. Culpepper. Whating? Um, Ancient? <laughs> It's a calumny. That's a damnable calumny. No, no, you look very young, and you look terrific, Mrs. Culpepper. Thank you very much. I'm wearing my ruby satin dress. Oh, I'm sure the Captain Culpepper loves that. Uh, 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 Captain Culpepper did at one time enjoy seeing me in my ruby satin dress. And then he got tired of it. I get it. Uh, No, no, he didn't tire of it. No, that is not correct. No? Uh, No, he he, uh, very much enjoyed it all the way through his life. Oh. Until the end. Oh, I always forget that detail, and I, I do apologize, Mrs. Goldberg. It was a painful memory. Yes, well, let's not dredge it up. Let's not talk about the means of his death or anything like that. Well, he... <laughs> what? Uh, it was unusual. Well, it doesn't... But I don't have to know. None of us have to know. 
was, I think uh, the secret could die with you, Mrs. Culpepper. It was tyrotoxism, yeah. actually, Adam Felber. Thank you for asking. Is that the poisoning from cheese or dairy products? Uh, that is correct. It is the poisoning from cheese or dairy products. Well, that's all I need. That's a gruesome way to die. Let's just leave it at that, then. It was a specific cheese, Adam Felber. A cheese that was uh, the cause of his demise. That's correct. Well, great. Good to know. It was Moving the on. daughter that got him, Adam Felber. <laughs> And that photo of you rowing that dinghy gave me a fright. Tony, I need a hole. Now, Tony, we have welcomed you to the microphone, and we, we haven't, in point of fact, allowed you to speak yet. Um, how was your cruise? It was terrible. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. We were delayed because of a coronavirus scare. Oh, no. Yes, you were yeah. in the newspaper. Well, you weren't in the newspaper, but your cruise was in the newspaper, yeah. delayed for four days? For four days. Were you on the ship the whole time? No. We were able to get on the night before we left. Oh. Um, um, but I didn't tell you guys this. Someone also died on the ship. No. Yes. Of what? <laughs> From a crew member died. Not of coronavirus. They just found him dead. Huh. Oh, man. Just <laughs> didn't want to do it anymore. What else was bad about the cruise besides um, the... the there was so a, far, it sounds like the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> Did someone sing, there's, there's got to be a morning after? Was it, Do you remember the performance that night of that song? Did that happen? Um, uh, no, I don't remember If that. we can hang on through the night. <laughs> Maybe yeah. maybe I was chasing the mouse that was in my room. There was a mouse in there your room? There was a mouse in my room. And they couldn't get it out? They they set a trap. I don't know if they caught it. They moved us. So they moved you to a different mm-hmm. room. There was a mouse in your room. So that's that's one yeah. bad thing. My brother had wine spilled on him, and then he got off the ship. <laughs> because Wait, he, he got wine? off the ship Boy, because he's of tough. wine? What a yeah. surly customer. He felt like he, he was cursed. Then he got off the ship and broke his toe. Wow! Then he so was your brother didn't cursed. vacation with you in point of fact. He didn't. He didn't vacation, and that was the whole us. point, wasn't it? You were going on a yeah. cruise with your brother, my brother, and my niece. And then he and then he left, and your and your niece mm-hmm. stayed. Isn't that his my, kid? No, it, it, no, she's our it's niece. A, it's a our niece from a different from marriage. A different brother, a niece from <laughs> that makes no sense. My eldest brother, that was his daughter, but this okay. was a different uh-huh. brother's. Is your eldest uh, brother any tougher? <laughs> no, this younger God, brother no. seems a little bit wussy. He does. Somebody spilled wine on him, and he. And he got I'm off, off this ship. <laughs> yeah, did <laughs> he's he, the did strongest he, of the whole brothers. Where did he, did get he off? sink did he, did... like a rock the minute he <laughs> got off the ship? Is that why you were rowing that dinghy? Is that why you were rowing that dinghy, Tony? I need a hole. So it sounds like a terrible experience. <laughs> it was. It was pretty bad. It was really, really bad. You and your niece never managed to have fun. <laughs> no, we just we had fun. <laughs> We just don't get along very well. So your there brother, your brother shit. left you with the niece you don't get along with, on a cruise ship riddled because with mice had, and, and viruses. He left because he had a bad feeling about the ship, and then he just uh, he left, left you there. Yeah, yes, boy. Oh my There's god! There's got to be a morning. That's enough, Mrs. Culpepper. We don't... If we can hold on through the night. Wow, boy. So huh. yeah, but I feel fine. <laughs> and now you're coughing. Now she's coughing. Well, no, Tony, she um, she doesn't, your experience no. could not have been any worse than ours uh, because we had uh, the mailbag was hosted by uh, Bonnie Burns. Oh, uh, and the other God. thing is, uh, Adam Felber told me there was a cheese bar on that ship. <laughs> there, there was a cheese bar. Oh my God! That's why I, I panicked when I heard there was a cheese bar. <laughs> but I knew you knew to stay away from the Gouda. I, I did stay away from the Gouda. You did? I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> How long were you gone then? How long were you gone? We were gone for five days. Oh wow! We were gone uh-huh. for five days. But yeah. Gone for eight, nine. We um, 
uh, were there pirates? Did any pirates come on, like in <laughs> Captain Phillips or something? I did. I did see a pirate, but I believe it was just someone from the cruise. You ship were praying for somebody, or some pirate, to come on and I kidnap was, your niece. I've never. I packed like the day before we left. I've never wanted to leave a vacation oh, so bad to leave. Like, packed to, to, get leave. Off to leave the ship. Yeah, well, I've... check the suitcase for 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 yeah. mice. And, and then, then my brother was late in picking us up, and I was very irritated. <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, this. I'll Tony, tell you Tony, something. Tony, your your life <laughs> took a terrible turn. It was. It was. I was on the hell of the seas, as I like This, to call this it. brother of yours is on my bad list. Tony, I need a hope. So's the niece. There were a lot of tears. A lot. There of were a tears. lot of tears. tears. There were a lot of tears. Who was crying? Why? You or her or the captain? Both. <laughs> oh my god. Huh? I How old is what she? What was the name of the cruise ship line? Maybe they'll sponsor our show. Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean. Royal Terrible Caribbean. customer Royal service. Car- really? But on the ship, everyone was very nice. But... Okay, that's nice. <laughs> well, then what makes you say oh, you there that. was terrible customer service? Just bad communication. The people who were quarantined on the ship, they knew about it days before they came into port and didn't tell us. Oh. Well, we'll Tony Anita Hull, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Tony Anita Hull, she's back, everybody. <laughs> Oh, thank goodness. Oh, my God. That it's sounds agony awful. agony having you gone. Yeah. Uh, and she is coughing over there. No, she is. Fresh she's off the cruise something. ship, and she's got a cough. Yeah. Oh, surely. my God. We're yeah. all doomed. This is the final episode of Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. <laughs> all right. Now, Paula, we got an offer from a man named Max Hodges. He's the founder of the online shop omgjapan.com. It's a worldwide exporter of products from Japan. And one of their things is, you know, Kit Kats are huge in Japan. I didn't know they were huge in Japan. Yeah. I knew that Hello Kitty was. So is this the guy responsible for bringing us Hello Kitty? Because I'm still pissed about that. Completely different guy. <laughs> is that a completely yeah. different guy? I don't what? even know why you'd think it's related. Hello Kitty, Kit Kat, Japan. Okay. That's fair. Thank you. Um, <laughs> anyway, there are more than 350 flavors of Kit Kat in Japan. and wow. um it's worth, uh, that's worth boarding a ship to go there. Yeah, absolutely. Not a cruise ship, though. And he uh, sent us samples of Japanese Kit Kat bars to do a taste test. And he wrote, and I quote, Yes, we know you might find them all disgusting. That's a risk we'll have to take. In return, we'd like to offer $1,000. Considering the amount of publicity you extended that Frontier Communications for that amount, it seems like a good deal. $1,000? Give me those Kit Kats. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I do want to point out, Max, that we... Dude, um, I don't care if it's like Kit Kat chocolate-covered shit. I'm eating that for $1,000. <laughs> absolutely. Yum. I, I do want to point out to Max, though, that, that we kind of didn't treat Frontier Communications all that well. No, we did. We extorted $1,000 from them we from a contest extort. that you didn't win. I did win the contest. By... They just didn't know it until we told them I won the contest. <laughs> a few times, right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and It we, was a we... contest where... Uh, you wrote an essay. Uh, it, it was kind of a strange uh, premise because you wrote an essay explaining why you should be the person to not use your smartphone for a week, right? Uh, and journal about this experience. It was um, a way of promoting the flip th- phones from Frontier Communications, right? And by the way, flip phones are coming back. Uh, and I wrote a fantastic essay. Um, and and so Tony and Nita Hall contacted them on a regular basis to inform them that you'd won. Yeah, asking us yeah. where the thousand dollars. Where's the thousand dollars? And we extorted it from them here. On we the, didn't on the... extort it. Extorting is what Trump does with the Ukraine. Okay, we didn't extort it. 
Okay, we simply we did, told them we that told we them won. that they owed us a thousand dollars. We didn't say, D- "Could you do me a favor?" No, they weren't. No, what's funny was that at one point they did get back to us and they said, "Well, we're trying to think of a way that Paula could be an know, honorary spokesperson." They were going to give me like an a, an honorary opportunity to not use my smartphone for a week, right? Uh, which I pointed out to them, I could do without their help. Exactly. That was it was. Perfectly and I believe at legal. one point we, you even yelled, "Where's the fucking money, Frontier Communications?" <laughs> yeah, you did do that. <laughs> I think did I? Yeah. And it was that kind of customer relations that apparently appealed to Max <laughs> Max Hodges. Oh, who have we got a ride for you, Max. We are going to taste test some of these right now. Want to okay. taste yeah. one? Yeah. So the first one here is hojicha, roasted green tea. These Kit Kats are made with ground hojicha, roasted green tea, that is blended into white chocolate and kneaded into biscuits. It's funny how the first time you said that word, you kind of tripped over it. But the second time, you really made it your own. Thank you very much. Um, I'm opening this now. Oh, and conveniently, there's two. It's, oh boy. It looks like oh, a. That's how the Kit Kats are. It looks like a tan Kit Kat. It smells. Um, yeah, it's got a gross color. It, let me it, just say. Yeah. You call that tan? Yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's the kind of it's the kind of color you're hoping your dog never produces. Yeah. All right. Let's let's uh let's taste it. Hmm. This is not bad. This is interesting, and I would never have another one again. Well, yeah, I don't feel the need to have another one. Uh, but I'm interested. I mean, but you're it, interested. It piqued your interest. Yes, this 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 definitely piques my interest. It tastes mm-hmm. like tea, a little bit. I can't really taste this tea. I don't know. What is it you're tasting? Potato chips that I had a little while ago. Maybe this isn't scientific. <laughs> well, it's not very scientific. Let's lift another one out of here. Oh, <laughs> here's one. It's a limited release. It's called Party Ice Cream, Ooh. and I'm gonna need this to um, kill the taste of the tea because it feels yeah. like I have flakes of tea in the back of my throat. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's just your imagination. I don't, I don't feel it any might. flakes. You don't feel flakes? Mm-mm. Oh, and this one has... This but the one color actually, really did put me off. This one is a much more attractive looking one. The party... Uh, oh, yeah. This is a party yeah. in a bar. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's let's enjoy What's this What's in flavor. it again? Um, it's party ice cream. It tastes like vanilla ice cream with a light hint of cinnamon and mint. Hmm. I feel like I'm eating Birdie Botts's uh <laughs> Every flavored, like I, I might get a uh, yeah, I might get a earwax one or something. Oh my. Well, mm. this is a strong flavor, and you know what? It does taste like ice cream. It oddly does taste it like does ice taste cream. Taste like vanilla yeah. ice cream. Maybe it's more of a Willy Wonka chewing gum feeling. Yeah. You don't expect a Kit Kat bar at room temperature to taste like vanilla ice cream, but that one absolutely did. Yeah. You know, I want to point out to our listeners that um in addition to us getting a thousand dollars. You are listeners. Each of you listeners are getting a thousand dollars. Go ahead, tell them that, Adam. <laughs> yes, I, I will tell them that, but that would be a complete lie. Um, each of our listeners uh, um, can go to omgjapan.com slash Paula for ten percent off their order. Oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony, I forgot to tell you that uh, while you weren't here, um, Adam did this weird thing where he said that he can just tell like directions no matter where he is. Yeah, like that, just, why why is that he weird? Can just be sitting here. I think most people who are who are very familiar with where they are on the map and where they are in a house. No, we're know in what a direction. room. We're in a room, and he could he's and they checked it out like they used a compass on the iPhone to see, and he was right about what was what well, direction. Just that, that, that was it's, north. It I was, just po- pointed. It was yeah. a, a, Adam. Adam Com- Compasshead Bo- Felber. Bonnie back here. Captain Crinkle's like, no, he knew where north was. Yeah, no, it was very impressive. Because he'd <laughs> because I'd seen north on a map. 
I, no. You know, I, I could no. go over there and he try to get says, into what the hell she's talking about. Yeah. He just says it's intuitive. He can just tell. No matter where he's sitting, he can tell what direction. I, I can't do that. I keep track of where I am. It's not a big deal. Does anybody if else I'm do that? If I'm sitting in front of the Pacific it feels Ocean. Like a survival instinct to me. Survival oh, instinct, Tim, uh, Tim says. Tim says it's a survival instinct. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I'm opening up one more Kit Kat before we move on. Yeah, yeah. And I think this You're... is going to be a nice little uh, uh, palate cleanser. All right. Hand it to me on my north side, would the... you? There oh, you go. thank you. This is dark chocolate. Ah. It's dark chocolate mixed into the wafer base and more mild chocolate on the uh, top to balance the bitterness. The dark chocolate Kit Kat is more refined and balanced than the original. Oh, it is more refined. Oh, it is balanced. I notice as I'm eating it, my pinky is sticking out. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm, I'm going to say, I think this one's delicious. It's all right. It's all right. It's no Butterfingers is what you're saying. Wow. You know, we got a couple guys named Bob in the studio today. Couple yeah, we of do. Bob's. We could give Either them some Kit Kat. Either of you Bob's want a Kit Kat? Uh, it's against my religion. Okay. One of Bob says it's against his religion. Bob, Bob number two won't do it. All right. Bob Nickman's here, and he says he doesn't do well with sugar. That's I like what this. he said. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I can't even imagine what that would be like. Yeah. I don't think I do well with sugar either, but that's besides the point. No. You're eating a lot of sugar. I love sugar. Yeah. You know where I'm going to retire? Where? The Big Top Candy Mountain. Big Top Candy Mountain? Isn't that the song? Big Top Candy Big Rock Candy Candy Mountain. Mountain. Well, that's right right beside the Big Top. The Big Rock Candy Mountain will be my neighbors, and I'll complain about their noise. All right. Well, there we go. We've now eaten a lot of Kit Kat bars. Wow, yeah. Which must have been thrilling for the listening audience. (laughs) Well, you know, they could hear the crunchiness of the Kit Kat. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Whereabouts is the listening audience, Compass Head? Whereabouts are they? Mm -hmm. Oh, they're that way. No, they're all over the place. We we have charts. That's that's amazing. We have globes. We've globes, we have globes to prove that we've globes to prove. No, we have. Um, they've been searching for Thomas Coyne all over the world, and they've marked places that they've looked. And indeed, they've looked on every continent now. Is that true? Oh yeah. Oh wow, boy, we're we're gonna find him awfully soon. We are never gonna uh, find him. All right. Well, we'll return to Kit Kat bars because it's such riveting listening. <laughs> In a little while, uh, Max Hodges. Thanks so much for sending those along. Um, especially thanks for the check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know, we haven't, we don't really feel we've earned it yet. No, because I have to tell you something, Max. Uh, it's not like me to put down candy, but I, I, yeah, after you've eaten like four different flavors, I think if I just had one flavor and ate it consistently, I might be okay. But you once, might be once you eat four different flavors, you, you start to get a little nauseated. I'll be honest. I feel a little nauseous too. Yeah, I, I don't tell, tell you. this to Japan because I don't want to upset them. And yeah, I don't. I, I don't think a lot of Japanese people are, are eating samplers of candies. One at you know, like you know cereally. what Japanese people are doing right now. I just don't think that's the kind of thing that people would do. Uh, what do you mean? That Eat all these your, different flavored Kit Kats? Your understanding of Japan is that... No, my understanding of people. Of people. Yeah, I uh-huh. feel like I understand people and direction possibly better than you do. Adam, oh. answer the phone. I don't want to answer the phone. Answer the phone, It Adam. never works out no, well. No, go ahead, answer the phone. Whenever you're mad at me, the phone rings. That's not true. Go ahead, answer the phone. Hello? Hey, hey Adam, this is me, Mike Popo Barfit. I just got to say, you're right, man. People in Japan don't eat like little bits of... They don't just sample... Kit Kats, that's, what the fuck is she saying, man? She's, Mike, I just Mike, want to say, you are so right. Mike, you'd know even less than me about this. I know everything about Japan. What, are you kidding? Have I've you been to, been to Japan? No, but I've been to Benihana. Benihana? The, the the American tourist trap restaurant where they cook in front of you. Yeah, yeah, Benihana. And and based on that, you think I'm right about the, the Kit Kat sampling? Absolutely. 
I think you're right anyways, Adam. I don't know how you work with that woman. You know, she's really not that bright. No, she's very bright. You're Mike. really the up bitch. No, and I'm she tells you what to there, do all but... the time. She pushes you around all the time. She's such a bitch. Hey, I hey, hey, like hey, hey, hey. I do not like that woman. Mike, boom, hey, boom, Bonneville. I got to tell you, I'm not going to answer the phone anymore if you keep calling Paula well, I got that one word. more question, Adam. I'm, am I the 100th caller? You're not the 100th caller. You're caller uh, number 32. All right. I'll, I'll call I'll call back. Uh, talk to you later, man. You'd... We'll hang out after the game. We will not. Uh, hey, uh. that reminds me, you guys. Uh, uh, keep in mind, we are we still have the 100th caller contest uh our 100th caller wins any appliance from roger federer's appliance store across the street and a chance to hang out after the game with adam felber neither of those which is so exciting prizes are available adam answer the phone boy this contest is really taking off again yeah answer the phone i don't hear anything. answer the phone adam hello adam it's me winnie rose feynman hi winnie feynman and i am the 100th caller um, you're not, Winnie. You're caller number 33. It's very important that I win, Adam, because as you know, we are booked to perform love letters at the Herschel Bernardi Community Theater in Huntington, New York, so we need time hanging out after the game to rehearse. Um, I'm not watching a game. I'm not hanging out after a game. And Winnie, m- more importantly, the top-line news item I want you to get out of this is I am not performing H.R. Gurney's or A.R. Gurney's love letters <laughs> with you. At their Herschel Walker Ceremonial Theater. Herschel Bernardi Community Theater. Adam, you may be worried about trusting me as an acting partner, and I want to assure you that I played one of the downtown women in my high school school production of Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Okay. <laughs> bop, she bop. Bop, she bop. No, w- w- bop, Winnie, she one, bop. that doesn't, that doesn't bop, qualify you to anchor a production. And for two, I'm not going to do that with you. I can also assure you that although there will be some pyrotechnics... What? And you will be shot out of a cannon in the second act, I've checked it out and you will be very safe. There's no very cannon safe. shot in, in Love Letters. I thought it lagged. You thought it lagged? I thought Love Letters lagged a little bit in the second act, and so we've included you being shot out of a cannon. It's Who's very we? safe. Uh, the, uh, the people at the Herschel Bernardi Theater. Winnie, I have trouble picturing you ever leaving your house. I do leave my house, Adam. Okay. Uh, I do. Okay. Uh, my mother gets very upset, but I do. I leave. I've had to go out and look for a new crockpot, for one thing. <laughs> now you're sounding resentful. You uh, sent me resent- a crockpot. My, my mother is upset because I sent you the crockpot. Which I didn't want and never received. You never received it? I never received it. And I already have a crockpot. You have a crock pot already? What are you oh. making it? What's your favorite dish to make, Adam? Um, <laughs> Winnie, I, I feel like you're drawing me out on, on stuff now, and I, I don't feel comfortable there. I don't cook in the crock pot very much, Winnie. You don't cook in the crock pot? No, but my, my wife, Jean. Your wife cooks in the crock pot? Sometimes she does. <laughs> Sometimes my wife cooks in the crock pot. You should get her out of that, Adam Felber. No, no, no. <laughs> Wait, What? You should no. get your wife out of the crock pot. No, I don't. She, doesn't, she doesn't cook in the... She cooks food. I love it when you play with me like that. I'm not playing with you. Listen, Adam, I'm going to go because I'm going to call back later because I want to make sure that I'm the 100th caller so that we get enough time to practice love letters. Wow. Okay. Hey, uh, bye, Winnie. Paula, do you have a, a vocabulary word this week? I have a word, Adam, and it's Lilliputian. Lilliputian. It's an adjective. Oh, yes. That means very small or unimportant. 
Uh, also, it's a noun that means very small or unimportant person or thing. Uh, here, I'll use it in a sentence. My house looks Lilliputian beside the McMansion they've been building next door with a jackhammer for the last three and a half years. That's true. The house next door is oh going God. up slowly and it's big. I can hardly take it anymore. <laughs> Is that they're you not, just they, making it? Are they're, you, they're, they're also use some sort of a grinder thingy. I don't know what it's doing. But, but what goes, was that noise you just... Oh, it's that. Yeah. That's the grinder thing. Yeah. I don't know Maybe what they're, they're making I don't coffee. know what it does. I have no idea. Okay. But uh, it's very noisy, and they're not supposed to work on Sundays, was my understanding, uh, but they were grinding away this Sunday. Um, wow. Yeah. Did you not know the word Lilliputian? You know, I'd I heard like it, but I didn't did. really. I knew that it was from like Gulliver's Travels. From Gulliver's Travels, but I didn't know how it was used uh, in uh, in regular speech. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm really excited, Adam. By the way, because I heard some of our vocabulary words in the impeachment hearings. Um, what did you hear? Uh, uh, what's the one um, that Mrs. Culpepper always says calumny. She, I heard calumny. I heard calumny as well. Uh, I think it was Adam Schiff. Maybe said calumny. He I'm, might have. I'm he might, might have been a certain. Shif- he did a, a lot of the talking, but also I've received a few tweets from listeners who have found these words in public use. Okay, and I'm certain that my vocabulary song is helping people remember these words. Yeah, I don't think that's what's happening. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. So uh, I see you've got a new instrument today. I do. Let me see. Uh, uh, it looks like a I child's mean, z- color-coded xylophone. It's uh, actually, Adam, it's a... Uh, it's um, a Lilliputian xylophone. No, it's not a xylophone at all. It's a glockenspiel. It's a glockenspiel. That's right. Yeah. It's got metal bars, not wood. Oh, there it is. Okay, ready? Is that it? Yeah. This week's word is Lilliputian. It's wow. an adjective that means very small or unimportant. Also, it's a noun that means very small or unimportant person or thing. Last week's word was prandial. It's an adjective that means of or relating to a meal. I don't like the mashed potatoes with the peel. That can be a prandial conversation. The week before that, we had myrmidon. It's a noun that means follower or subordinate of powerful person, especially one who's willing to engage in dishonest activities. Who could that be beats me? (laughs) Going before that, we had elide. It's a verb that means omit a sound or syllable when speak. And not that long ago, the word was oshios. It sounds a bit like Oreos, but it's not. It's an adjective that means serving no practical purpose, producing no useful result, futile. And let's never forget free. It's a noun that means confused jumbler medley of things. Hodgepodge, who's podge, hodgepodge. Adam doesn't think my song is replicable, 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 but I do. I do, I do, I do. Thank you very much. I, I cannot understand a round of applause that you get for doing this song now. Because except that people are so familiar know, with it. Did you see the biopic about the the Queen guy, Freddie Mercury? The Freddie Mercury movie. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Did you see when he would perform in front Bohemian of the throngs? Rhapsody? Yeah. Yeah. It was very similar. It has nothing to do with Very, that. very similar. You mean when he performed at Live Aid or whatever at the end? Any or? of those things that he did. It was very similar. In fact, I pattern, <laughs> I have deliberately patterned a lot of my work after, after Freddie a Mercury? mixture of Freddie Mercury and James Brown, yes. Wow. You know, there's so much wrong with what you just said. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Adam, answer the phone. I don't want to Adam, answer the answer phone, the phone. Bala. <laughs> answer the phone. Hello. 
Adam, it's me, Winnie Rose Feynman, the hundredth caller. You're not the hundredth caller, Winnie. I believe you're number thirty-four. I have something to say to you, Adam. Yes, Winnie. I need you, Andy. You're my anchor man these days. Without you, I'm not sure I can. Yes. It's your line now. Uh, oh, that was a line from the play. Yes. Winnie, I'm not doing the you're play with rehearsing. you. You're not rehearsing. You're not going to be very good, Adam. I'm not going to be line, there at all. Your line is hold on now. Just hold on. Hold on. Now. Now. Just hold on. Just hold on. Yeah. Oh, uh, you really need work. I don't want to really... work. <laughs> Winnie, I, I'm not going to do really this. Need work. I'm not going to be tricked. This is going to be in front of a big theater. It's not going to be in front of any. community theater. Now, hold on, Winnie. Just hold on. Yes. I never signed a contract. Your protestations are osios. Wow. Well, at least you're listening to the vocabulary song. Yes. it's. But... Uh, I learned it from the song. I learned a lot of vocabulary. Well, that's good. Uh, anyways, I expect you to be there to rehearse uh, after the game when we hang out after I win the 100th class. I am not going anywhere near you or the Morris Schmeckman Theater or whatever it is. My lawyer, Herschel Bernardi, will be in touch with you. I have to go now. Goodbye. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Coming up, biophysicist Max Ludwig Henning Delbruck wrote... Physicists feel that the field of bacterial viruses is a fine playground for serious children who ask ambitious questions. Huh. Well, we have some very ambitious questions about viruses to ask Dr. Oliver Fregoso. That's coming up when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support 
and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. On this day in unremarkable history, Clara Barton said, Hold on, Captain, I'm bringing cotton balls. And we're back. Paula, let's try another uh, Kit Kat bar, shall we? Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna um, try one that Bonnie Burns recommended that I try because she doesn't like it, which is the Saki um, Kit Kat bar. Yeah, Bonnie is uh, passed out over in the corner. She had like she three, had one, yeah, three yeah. Saki she's absolutely Kit drunk, Kat bars. And... Which um, it says, get ready to say come pie, which I never say. Get Saki ready. from the Masuda Brewery is mixed into the biscuits and white chocolate. Contains a small amount of alcohol. Mm. Are they productive in Japan? I don't know. Because this is a lot of eating. I definitely taste the alcohol. Oh, wow, it's got kind of a bitter finish. Wow. Huh. That packs a punch for a Kit Kat bar. It's not very Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's, it's, right. it's got a lot of umami flavor. It's like it's making my whole mouth kind of... Wow, I don't like that. <laughs> All right. These uh, um, Kit Kat bars have turned out to be kind of polarizing. Like... um. The uh, ice cream flavor that we had earlier. Tony Anita Hull loved it. But she said she only had one bar of it. That was the key. Whereas, Bonnie, what was your reaction to the... Uh... I had one bite. She had one bite and it made her sick to her, sick to her stomach. She's still sick to her still stomach. sick to her stomach. But she doesn't think for a moment, and this is so like a person with a drinking problem, she doesn't think for a moment that the three sake ones she had afterwards had anything, have to, anything do. to do with the nausea. No, no, it's yeah, the like, birthday cake one. Yeah, blame yeah. the ice cream one. Yeah. Sure, yeah. We yeah. all blame the ice cream Yeah, just when you get pulled over for drunk driving, why have you been drinking? No, sir, officer, but I did have an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn ice cream cones raise your blood alcohol content so damn high. Really you know what I mean? fucks you up. Hey, uh, Paula. Yeah. When you walk your dog, you pass by an urgent care center. I do. That's and in my notes. I do. I by do. By way of segue. Uh, uh, yeah, this is not good. Uh, I. <laughs> 
When I walk my dog, I pass by this urgent care center, and the other day I noticed that it had these paper uh, signs up in the window. Paper signs. Yeah, that said, uh, they were just sort of printed there. You know, it wasn't like a fancy sign. It was just sort of, you know, it said, uh, and there were like three of them. It said, attention patients, um, do you have a fever, a rash, and I forget what the third, th- maybe nausea or something. And it said, do not enter. Stop, do not come in. Yeah. And I thought, well, okay, but I thought you were supposed to go there when you're sick. Uh, it didn't say where they should go instead. It, it just, just said, said don't, don't come in, in if you have a rash yeah. or a fever. It said Starbucks is two doors down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyways, it, it got me thinking. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, this particular one was about the measles, I believe. Oh, I see. Yeah. but um, And they didn't want you coming into the clinic to spread the measles, I guess? I guess. But isn't there more one condition that you might have, one more, more than one sickness that would have those symptoms? And, and these are the kinds of questions that I've had, which is why we have with us... Yes, we have a guest. Uh, viruses are very in right now. And right here, we have someone who can tell us all about viruses, what they are and how they work and what we can do to avoid them. Dr. Oliver Fregoso is Assistant Professor of Microbiology, Immunology, and Molecular Genetics, my old job, at UCLA. Please welcome Dr. Oliver Fregoso. Happy to be here. Welcome, doctor. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming. So let's start with Paula's uh, urgent care clinic on her corner. What's going on with that? Yeah. uh, You know, the coronaviruses are an interesting one because things like SARS and MERS, um, which are two of the other coronaviruses that, that have come into the human population recently that have caused problems, um, they caused really big problems because they got into hospitals and, and clinics. Oh. And they infected a bunch of people in those hospitals and those clinics. And so that was a really big problem. So they, I think. So they, you think that might be what her urgent care center is doing? They're basically saying, you know, if you're really sick, um, you're on your maybe, own. Maybe you're on your own. Maybe hang out at home. Watch, watch some. Netflix. I mean, for real? You think that's no, going on? You think no. that they're responding to coronavirus? <laughs> I, I mean, I think they're basically saying, you know, let us know ahead of time. Probably would be a good okay. thing to do. Right. And don't get everybody else sick. Yeah. So, okay. If you're really sick, then is there nothing they can do for you? No, there absolutely there absolutely is things they can do for you. Um, but they can um, just do it at the end of a long stick. Is that correct? <laughs> Put you in a bubble, actually. I think <laughs> the plan. I mean, I think what they'd like to do is is probably bring you in, um, but maybe keep you away from everybody else, right? One of the big things that we figured out with a lot of viruses is that, particularly things like we saw with again with SARS and MERS and Ebola as well, is that if we actually quarantine those populations, we keep track of them, we keep them in kind of quarantined locations, then we can actually really stop the spread of those viruses within a population. Which is what we're attempting to do right now with the new coronavirus. Right. But that virus is really interesting because it actually seems to have a higher human-to-human transmission than some of the other viruses. Um, So things like SARS, it actually doesn't do a really good job or as good of a job as this new coronavirus of spreading between people. Oh, okay. And so we think, we don't know yet, it's still too early, but we think this new coronavirus actually does a really good job of spreading between people. Uh-huh. So, oh, so that's why I like how you're saying does a good job as if it's a positive yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm a, I study viruses for a living. Oh, I kind so, of, so you yeah. get excited about <laughs> the little, ones. I have little virus plush toys in my office. Of course. So. Oh, well, let's, yeah. let's talk about what those plush toys look like. <laughs> why don't you describe to everybody, most basic level, what is a virus? An obligate parasite. An oh, obligate an parasite. an obligate parasite. <laughs> okay, I know what a parasite is. Obligate means? Uh, that it can't exist on its own. Oh, I see. So a virus it is, must have a host. It must have a host, right? So a lot of students will ask, or a lot of people will ask, are viruses alive, right? And I think that's a really fun question to think about. 
Um, but viruses, they need a host, right? Uh -huh. They need something to infect in order to live, in order to replicate and make more of themselves. Uh -huh. Right. So. so now my understanding is that coronavirus, the one that's uh, in the news now, uh, I thought I heard you, you don't even have to touch something that somebody else touched. It's just in the air. Is that right? There are some viruses that are airborne. Yeah. Um, and there are other viruses that are so not. So if it floats around the air, mm -hmm. but it doesn't land on somebody or get inhaled by somebody or however it is, then d will it just die? Yeah. How, how long does it have? Well, I don't know about a coronavirus. Well, when you sneeze out a virus, how long does it have? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, you know, you we look were, into that. I know, right? <laughs> so we study HIV. HIV doesn't last that long uh, outside of a host or outside of a liquid. Um, uh -huh. it, it, it dies pretty quickly, you know, a matter of, you know, minutes, hours. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So. Now, let me ask, all those masks y you see everybody wearing, are those effective? I mean, they're cute, right? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, those masks are kind of a touchy subject. I, I think that they do have their place. Um, if you are somebody who's on sick. On your face. Yeah, on your face, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're somebody who's sick um, and you're coughing a bunch, then those yeah. masks are super helpful, right? Because right. not everybody has really good etiquette. Not everybody's going to cough into their arm like they're supposed to. Yeah. Or better yet, not everybody's going to stay home. Right. Um, and so if you're somebody who's sick and then it's nice if you to wear those masks. Right. But in so terms it's of the sick person as opposed to the. So it's very hard for Americans to wrap their head around this. But but uh, but over in Asia, you see this all the time. The people wearing the masks are the ones who are sick and are trying not to infect other people. I don't think that's true, though. Because people think that the mask is going to save you. People do think the mask is going to save you. But, you know, have you, have you ever noticed how those masks have those really big openings on the sides? Yeah. And people are breathing in and out of those openings on the sides? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't really help. Oh, it does? Um, yeah. okay. So, I mean, that's the problem, right, is that it, it can allow, if you have an aerosolized virus or something like this, uh -huh. right? It can A allow what it virus? To aerosolize, aerosolized. so something that's that's in the air, oh. right? It can allow it to, to just come right around the side of that mask and be breathed in. So, I mean, they're, they're not negligible, right? They will do something, um, uh -huh. particularly if, again, if you're the one who's sick or if somebody's, you know, sp sneezing in your face, yeah. right? You probably might want to have one of those masks on. That would be good. Well, who do you know but, that sneezes in your face? I mean, that's weird. Yeah. It's a little um, weird. If you're uh, on a cruise ship, somebody might. Well, cruise um, ship. You had a question about a cruise ship, didn't you, Paula? Yeah. Well, I think I heard the other day on NPR, I heard somebody interviewed, and they said that if you were looking for a way to grow a virus, right, to spread a virus, everything about a cruise ship fits the bill. And I think I heard somebody interviewed saying that when they were quarantined, but there were vents in the room. So everybody's breathing the same air anyways. Mm -hmm. Right. It was like when we used to have smoking and no smoking on the airplane, Absolutely. you yeah. know? Yeah. 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 I won't get on a cruise ship. You uh, won't get on no. a cruise ship. Just <laughs> as, won't. As, yeah. as a person who studies viruses, I, I, um, yeah. are you, oh, this is so freaky. Tony, is this your brother? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he got on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just got off before the ship set sail. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing on a cruise ship that could attract you, given because you know about these viruses. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it's shuffleboard? This, it's, I mean, shuffleboard's no. pretty great, but yeah. it's, it's these enclosed areas where, as you said, it's everybody's on the same place for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and Not Tony's brother. Yeah. <laughs> Healthy. And there's a lot Healthy of crying. A horse and there's a lot guy. of crying. A, yeah. yeah. Can, can viruses be spread through tears? Oh wow! I don't want to mislead on that. Okay. 
I'm not going to answer that. You don't question. know the answer to that question. I don't know. Okay. So that, that, stump the virologist. Are I, you a virologist, I, by the way? Would you consider yourself a virologist? You do study viruses. I study viruses. Um, I tell my class I call, I consider myself a molecular biologist first. Okay. Um, viruses are something that I've kind of picked up later in my career. That's um, what happens. So yeah, right. You, you pick, pick them, them up. up. You should have worn the mask. <laughs> damn it. You've got the bug. I should have got on that cruise ship. I think the sign, by the way, on the urgent care was about measles. Mm. Yeah, measles is. Um, Highly, highly contagious. Yeah, and it's back uh, doing its thing again, right? Yeah, because people have decided that vaccinations not... are bad for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is terrible. It's not true. Not true at all. Okay. Right. Um, highly disproven many, many, many times and saved millions of lives. So, yeah, and now uh, because of that, it's back on the rise mm-hmm. again. Yeah, like, absolutely. It was listening and it knew that its time was it now. the opportunity. It came back. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So what are ways you can avoid getting infected? I mean, one thing that people talk about all the time is washing your hands, right? It's absolutely true. I mean, you think about what your mother told you, like wash your hands before you eat. Um, My don't... mom told me not to. Oh, really? Yeah. No, she didn't. <laughs> Did no, she? she? Didn't. No. You know, don't don't put your your fingers in your in your eyes. I just put my fingers in my See, eyes exactly. only moments ago. You did, you did. Yeah, yeah. that's because uh, yeah. Yeah. So well, a lot of hand washing is itchy. a good idea. A lot of hand washing is a good idea. How about idea. hand sanitizer? Is that is that a good substitute for washing? Um, soap will do. Well, I think both are actually pretty appropriate. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a substitute per se. Yeah. But I, you know, when like if I'm in a pinch. Um, I will use the hand sanitizer, and then when I get to a sink, I'll wash my hands. I and, see. I, and I'm not like washing my hands every 20 minutes. I'm You're not, not compulsive. I'm not compulsive, but I'm probably washing my hands every hour. <laughs> oh, that's a little compulsive. Okay. <laughs> But is that because you're a doctor or because, no, but no, you're No, I don't work like, with patients. Oh, no, wow. I, yeah. I, okay. I, I basically sit in my office and yeah. type on the keyboard all day well, long. I probably so. wash my hands every hour just because I have a weak bladder. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I have well, to keep that's, using that's the bathroom. Uh, when my kids were in school, uh, there was like a flu outbreak at one point and I went to uh, the Rite Aid or something and they were sold out of hand sanitizer. Now, when kids are, you know, growing up and developing immune systems, isn't there a thing where their their immune system isn't getting a chance to fight stuff off because they're too sanitized? Can you over-sanitize a kid's environment, leaving them vulnerable in later life? I mean, I think if you if you put a kid in a bubble, that uh-huh. would be a problem. Sure. Um, but, you know, the truth is, is that the way our immune system works, we kind of have two levels of it. We have our, our innate immune system or, or what our immune system is basically ready to deal with at a drop of a hat. So anytime a pathogen, a virus, or a bug comes into you, your innate immune system is ready to go and it knows what to do. And this is basically genetically programmed long-term throughout evolution. Um, also genetically programmed is our adaptive immunity. Um, but that's the one that basically will recognize a pathogen, um, create some sort of memory of that pathogen from the past, and then be able to come back and fight that pathogen the next time you see it. Which is why right? you generally can't get the same virus twice. Um, some viruses are really good at overcoming that. Okay. Um, some viruses don't elicit as big of a adaptive immune response, but things like chickenpox, for example, right? right? This is why, you know, you have chickenpox parties, or they used to, now kids have vaccines against it, but because once you got it once, right, you you mounted an immune response to it, right? And this is your adaptive immune system. This is, your immune system has a memory of that past infection, and it knows what to do about it, right? Huh. And yeah. so, and this is why vaccines work, right? Because basically what you're doing is giving them enough of that virus or that pathogen and saying, okay, see this. And so next time when it comes for real, you know what to do. Right. Uh-huh. So 
So, but when it comes to Paula's original question, like, are our kids getting enough germs? Your feeling I is think so. They're getting I enough. I think our kids are getting enough. Even with the hand sanitizer. Yeah, especially if we live in LA. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Do you think LA? So, if you lived in another city, would you not wash your hands every hour? No, I'd do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, there is kind of an arms race going on between people and viruses, isn't there? I mean, like, we're trying to eradicate them, and they're getting better and better at not being eradicated. That's what they do. They evolve mm-hmm. much quicker than we do, um, and it's something that they're really, really good at. Um, and sometimes evolving is means being able to infect a new host. Sometimes evolving means um, being more virulent and, and spreading better. Or and sometimes actually evolving means not being as as bad. For the person it infects, so that it can actually stay in that host longer. And that, be able to you know, I was going to ask that: Are there viruses that we basically can't even detect that are living in us that they're just good at spreading, but they don't produce it? Now, I understand that. But viruses... so then you're not really sick. Well, you, you, it, it's, is it possible well, to be are, not but really sick but still bad? spreading a virus? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean the the, the goal of the virus, right? If we're going to say goal, in, I wish in you quotations. guys could see the look on Oliver's face. He he speaks so admiringly of the viruses. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they have it's kind he's, of a clever thing. He's got but a you're boyish right, he quality. Yeah. Um, it's as I'm if, not sure whose side he's on. It's well, honestly, it's as if um, he's showing you his baseball cards. Yeah, that's the feeling. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's exactly the feeling it. that I had from it. They're fun. I mean, yeah. I mean, like viruses come up. I mean, the reason we have symptoms from viruses is. Because when we're sneezing and coughing and stuff like that, we're spreading them better, right? So that's, well, that's kind, kind of a clever virus thing. It's like, I'm going to make this guy cough. He's going to spread it. Yeah. Our body's fighting it. And part of the way that our body fights it is the virus elicits a means to make it to travel. Spread, right? Oh, wow. And so huh. there's other viruses that are- Well, then you would think that it would want to look like a spider or a bug on your skin. <laughs> and then you would flick it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but viruses. I mean, are... I flick things before I even look at what they are. There are no viruses big enough for you to flick. Yeah, but I mean, this is what I'm saying. I, Oliver seems to feel that they evolve so quickly, quicker than us, which I don't <laughs> think is true because some people don't have wisdom teeth anymore. But uh, that's what I would do if I felt a thing on me. I would just flick it. Um, you'd think that they would come evolve up with that, like that, evolve into bugs, yeah, and, like and actual just to flick or that, they... and be spread by flicking. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds completely not like a like a thing that's going to happen. <laughs> you want to back me up on that one, Doctor, or just kind of... If you want me to talk to your students, I'm happy to maybe, do it. Maybe we could... Yeah, that might be good. <laughs> yeah. You know, they say that the dirtiest thing in a hotel room is the uh, television clicker. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you, do you stay in hotels? I do, I have to. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. touch the remote? I, I do. I don't touch that top uh, sheet. Yeah. You know. But if you feel the hotel room floating out to sea, you get the I, fuck I'm off. I'm not there. Right. I'm not there. <laughs> then I've been tricked. What, what I kind of like about this is you seem to be a little kind of creeped out by viruses as well as being fascinated by them. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm totally fascinated by them. I think they're they're super interesting. Um, like I said, they've evolve these mechanisms to kind of coexist with their hosts mm-hmm. and to spread. And their goal is to make more of themselves and move into a new host, right? Right. Like, how cool is that? Hmm. I wonder it, if when it's me- not scary, right? I, w- yeah, I wonder if they scary. have, like, meetings. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, where they go, Bob, you're really not spreading. Yeah. You've, Bob, you've gone down a, a evolutionary <laughs> dead end. You make people feel mildly pleased. You're yeah. basically a... 
Maybe Saki like, Kit Kat Bob. It's like at this Amway. Point. They have to run to the front of the meeting. You know, anybody who's anybody who's made ten people sick, stand up and run up and get your get your certificate. Well, there's new flus every year, right? Yeah. So the flu is um, the flu is an interesting one because of the way that it's <laughs> it's genomes organized. Sorry. Okay. Uh, it, it basically. Um, so most viruses, their 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 genomes are either DNA or RNA, and they're like one piece of that, either it's single-stranded or double-stranded, but it's just kind of like one long piece, like a single Kit Kat bar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Now Interesting we're talking, image. We, we understand that. <laughs> but virus like flu, it's actually, it's whole genomes in segments, and there's there's eight segments in a flu genome, so it would be like a Kit Kat bar that was eight different pieces as opposed to just one oh, piece. Oh, wow. They're complicated. And, and so then if you have a flu from that's infecting like a pig or a bird, that's a little bit quite different than the flu that are normally infecting humans. And so if something gets infected with two different flu viruses, um, those segments can rearrange. Yikes. So you can, you can get part of the bird flu to rearrange with part of the human flu or part of the swine flu to rearrange with part of the human flu. Oh. And that's, that can become actually... Um, pretty bad so that's why things like swine flu become really bad because we've never seen them before our immune system has never seen them before Mm -hmm. and so all of a sudden now it's got this new virus that's really a big problem um so that's that we call anagenic shift meaning that there's a big shift in in what the virus is and what our immune system sees um but then in terms of the 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 flu vaccine there's also something called anagenic drift which is the idea that that the flu is just again viruses are evolving quite rapidly and so flu because of the way that it replicates its genome, it has a lot of error in that process. And so you get these new kind of versions and a bunch of them are dead ends, right? So a bunch of them don't do a good job Uh and they become dead ends. Um, But some of them, they will actually be evolutionarily more fit. Um, And so then they will be the ones to kind of continue throughout the population. And so over time and seasonally, as we see it, we basically aren't really sure what flu we're going to get because of this combination between antigenic shift and antigenic drift. Right, I've read why that. Does so, ha- so- why does it happen every year, though? Like some, why, why, how come? How come it doesn't happen like every few months? Well, so or on flu a different- is actually uh, flu is endemic. I mean, like flu's in the human population all the time. Uh-huh. Um, it's but there's flu seasons because of the way the virus replicates and where it replicates and how it spreads. And so that's why it's usually around winter time that is flu season around here. So, so what, the, what, what are the conditions that make it um, make the winter flu season? Um, so it actually it grows better at lower temperatures. Is it Christmas music? It's Christmas music. Yeah, it's Christmas music, um, of course. Yeah, it's the the holiday spirit. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that dreidels. Could so, be dreidels. Yeah. Hey, you know how many people touch a dreidel? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. You gotta yeah. sanitize yeah. a dreidel. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so. And the other thing is, is also parts of the body that the viruses replicate in. Um, I think there, when it comes to flu as well, and this idea of these rearrangements that happen and these different um, swine flu or mm-hmm. avian flus, um, I think it also has a little bit to do with the migration patterns of the birds um, oh. for the avian flus. But but that's now starting to get a little bit out of my yeah, wheelhouse. No. So. Yeah, okay. I had the wanna... swine flu, by the way. Did and, you? Yeah. And I didn't go to a doctor or anything, but it's when the swine flu was going around and people kept saying, how do you know it's swine flu? How do you know it's swine I said, because I woke up in a skillet with two eggs beside me. That's how I know it's a swine flu. <laughs> Tur- turned a little sarcastic on them, did you? Yeah, I, yeah, I had to. You know, throughout this entire interview, Tony Anita Hall has been sitting in that room coughing. I know, she because just got she was off on the cruise, cruise ship. ship. Yeah. 
So yeah. are we doomed? If you had told me that before I was showing up here, you might not have. You come. might not have come. I might yeah. not have come. Yeah. If I'm, you just that Tony I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Tony. I'm just yeah. kidding. No, it's beautiful <laughs> to see you reunite with your sister. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, Tony Anita Hall's brother is going to be the only surviving member of her family. And then won't he be Uh, smug about it? Yeah. Well, you know, Dr. Benjamin Spock said there are only two things a child will share willingly, communicable diseases and its mother's age. Stay tuned to learn more about viruses and how not to share them. The Cat of the Week is Empress Matilda Eleanor Dodge from Kobach, Sweden. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. These are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft (laughs) and and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i I think my eyes closed they're so it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're <laughs> European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kinds. Of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get 14-karat uh, gold jewelry and, like, all these accessories. When sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? 
They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing. They cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. And we're back with Dr. Oliver Frigoso. Dr. Frigoso, I got to ask you, what about the special case of mothers and children with viruses? What We parents can't stay away from our kids. What do you do when you or your kid has a virus? Well, first of all, I don't have kids. Okay. Send them, send them on a cruise. That's send the them best on a cruise thing. Send, send them on a cruise. Send them on a cruise. I have nephews and I have a goddaughter. Okay. Um, you know, that I, I'm sorry, but... All my friends, my family, they just end up getting sick from the kid, right? Yeah, it and happened. It I mean, happens. my whole household was knocked out by a 24-hour stomach bug just, yep. to, just a month ago. It was yep. the worst. I'd say the best thing you can do is not send that kid to school to infect everybody else, but I also get it because you kind of got to go to work. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm sorry, but... Not a kid fan, then. <laughs> I, I love kids. Yeah. I love kids, but the beauty of nephews and... and and godchildren is that you can say, well, oh, the kids are sick. Okay, I'll stay home today. Yeah, you're not bringing so. those little germ makers home with you. Nope. Yeah, good, th good thinking. <laughs> so you're repelled by children. But is there, um, <laughs> is there anything else you do? You mentioned that you don't ever touch the top sheet uh, in the hotel. You know, I, the comforter. I see. I feel that I'm just building up immunity. Yeah. I, you know, people are so afraid of everything in the hotel room. Maybe like friends of mine go. You know, they don't always change the sheets, and there's a way you can tell. And blah blah blah. You know what? I'm tired. Yeah. I can't figure it all out. I hope they do. If they don't, well, guess what? I've survived this long. But is there anything else you do or don't do, like in the public sphere, uh, to avoid? I mean, again, most viruses are not going to live terribly long. So you don't think outside. they're living on the sheet anyways? Exactly. I don't yeah. think they're living on the sheet. I yeah. mean, I take public transit, right? And yeah. so I get on the bus or the train, and I hang on to that rail. And I never even thought about that. And But then as soon as I get off that bus, I walk straight to the bathroom and wash my hands, right? In the bus bathroom? No, 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 at work. Oh, my oh, okay. God. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, yeah. You you're working backwards. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't head for that bus yeah. station bathroom. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. For other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, Captain Crinkle was asking me, what about like a, a restaurant menu that gets, you know, touched a lot? Did Captain Crinkle really ask you she that did. during the break? She did. <laughs> what she about did. the restaurant menu? She Because they get touched a lot. She said, you're not supposed to, like when you're pouring water, you're not supposed to let the water pitcher touch the glass. I was a waitress. I never heard that. Um, but uh, they have a different standard in the pancake house industry. <laughs> <laughs> they do indeed. But so let's attack that bewilderingly specific question from Captain Crinkle. Menus. Hidden I've threat? I've never worried about a restaurant menu. <laughs> Are I, you going to worry about it now? I probably will now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will. Pro I'm, I'm going to stick with my answer the whole way through. I'd probably say order and then go wash your hands. Oh, that's oh, a good idea. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
And whatever you do, don't have kids in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> um, those sneeze guards at salad bars, do they work or are they just keeping the virus in your face? I mean, do you see what people do when they lean underneath those sneeze, sneeze guards? Yeah. To go, well, yeah. otherwise, it's very hard to get your salad ingredients into your bowl. Yeah, it's, it's like Bonnie leaning around the microphone last week. It, it, was, it was in the way. Uh, yeah, we, we should have told Tony Anita Hall about that. While yeah. Bonnie was doing the, the uh, mailbag, not only was she just doing a royally weird job of the mailbag, um, she also was trying to talk to Paula more personally and me by, by, by leaning around the microphone. Yeah, she like, didn't what's understand. this big thing in my face that's yeah. stopping me from talking to my friend Paula? She was very much like Lindsey Graham. She didn't understand the purpose of, the, of recording. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsey Graham doesn't understand that what he said got recorded, and so we know what he said before. We haven't forgotten. Um, is there any way? Uh, what Wait, about no, Bonnie Burns bar? is ordering salad over Wait, here. What, what, what is it, Bonnie? Oh, okay. oh, will you eat from a salad bar? She will, wants yes. to know. Yes, yes, yes he will. he'll eat from a salad bar I will. that he's constructed in his own home. <laughs> right, <laughs> and it's the family salad bar, yeah. and the nephews and nieces aren't allowed the, to go no, near the it. Nephews the and nieces are pressing their faces up against the windows, wanting in, but he won't. He says, "See." Uncle Oliver eating his healthy salad. See, Get out I've there, always, you kids! I've always been vaguely distrustful of the sneeze guard because people are kind of sneezing and spitting on it, and then your face is right up against Nobody it when you're sneezes over the salad bar. Anyways, that's now they're ridiculous. Breathing. They're breathing. They're aerosolizing stuff. My point is, is that like your face is right there where people people's faces were right before you. Yeah. I mean, so in the lab, we, we work in these tissue cultures, and they're basically these hoods that are ventilated. They have circulating air, and they, they basically keep our cells and safe and away from us and us away from them. But it's this piece of glass that's right in front of your face. And so one of the first things I teach the students when I teach new students to work in the lab is I say, don't forget to clean that glass because... Because the last student before you... Probably had their face right up against that glass. But, so. so they shouldn't even have, then, the sneeze guard... Well, otherwise, there's because sneezy stuff on the on the salad itself. No, no one is sneezing on the salad. I worked in a salad bar in Boston years ago. How many food service jobs did you have? I had a lot. Okay. Um, I have no skills, and I worked 12 to 14 hours a day. I never saw anyone sneeze at the salad bar. It's a misnomer, the sneeze guard. And the truth is, um, people have breathed, like, right here. We're all breathing all the time. Yeah. What about an airplane? Are you concerned, Oliver, uh, about the air on the airplane? No, I mean, there's only so much you can do, right? Well, precisely. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah, okay. there's only Adam so much you can do. won't eat vegetables at all anymore. What? Because of the salad bar sneeze guard. <laughs> I had vegetables thing. this evening. No, you didn't. I made a nice stir fry for my family. No, you didn't. You had uh, Kit Kats. You were, you really. Really, really overindulged in those Kit Kats because clearly you hadn't eaten in a long time because you have a fear of vegetables as a result of the sneeze guard, which I think is just going too far. That is an arrant calumny, Paula Poundstone. <laughs> uh, what causes cold sores? <laughs> Salad. Salad. Herpes viruses? Oh, so it's a virus too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Why? Uh, it was just on the anything, sheet in front of me, so anything, I asked it. No, bullshit. <laughs> I don't remember here. I don't ever remember talking about Captain that Captain Crickle wanted to know about all cold sores. Oh, would so, you? So some, some cold sores are caused by viruses, and basically, uh, I mean, there's, there's tons and tons of herpes viruses out there. So I know that that, that virus has a really bad name to it. 
Um, it does. But there's a lot of herpes viruses. Like and, I have and, a lot of cats, and I would never consider naming one herpes. Right. But most of us, most of us are. <laughs> and I'm, sh- I'm sure your cat Ebola really appreciates that. <laughs> most of us are infected with some sort of herpes virus. Hold right. on, let me get my dog swine flu. <laughs> swine flu. So come over most here. of us have a herpes virus or two. But exactly. It's and just not the, the scary genital herpes that right, we worry exactly. about, the venereal yeah. disease. But what happens is that they will infect and some of them will actually traffic up this nerve that comes to your mouth and they go up into that nerve and they basically go latent they go quiet and they kind of go away oh. right so this is why we get cold sores that reactivate uh-huh. because the virus will go dormant and it will go quiet and then something we don't know what it is it'll get hungry go down your jawline for a snack and uh, yeah. suddenly you got a cold yeah, sore you know yeah. i can't tell you exactly what causes it to resurface what uh, uh salad <laughs> sneeze guards <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, no, yeah? I'm telling you. All right, it's, then you're I'll, not going to go to Chuck E. Cheese for it. months. Chuck E. Cheese? Have, if somebody has a cold, so uh, this is Cap- Captain Crinkle is talking now. Okay, go ahead. If somebody has a cold sore, if somebody has a cold sore, and they kiss you, and they kiss you, now aren't, aren't you at risk that you can get the herpes virus? Aren't you at risk that you can get the herpes virus? That's what she wants to know. If somebody has a cold sore and they kiss you, and by the way. What could be more romantic, really? Yeah. Uh, if somebody has a cold sore and they kiss you, can't you get the herpes virus? That's Captain you know Crinkle's what I question. never want to know is why she wants to know this. <laughs> Please, Bonnie, never tell me why this question <laughs> occurred to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you heard the question. Uh, okay. I mean, so as long as the virus is actively replicating, sure, you could get it. I mean, you could get it from sharing a beer with somebody, oh. right? Um, but again. Chances are most of us in this room have some sort of herpes virus. Ah, bullshit. The rest of you, not me. Not you? No. You've never had a cold sore? No. Not once? No. In your whole life? No. I'm, I'm good. Uh, in fact, if you'll excuse me a minute, I'm going to wash my heads. <laughs> <laughs> now, Paul and I were talking about this uh, the other day. Um, you know, when, when we go to doctors or we take our kids to the doctor, very often the doctor will say, well, it's a virus. There's nothing we can do. That's kind of frustrating. Is that kind of the truth? I mean, you can treat symptoms, but you really just can't do anything about the virus once you have it, right? So I'll preface this by saying I'm not a doctor in that okay. kind of doctor. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Um, Caveat I don't, noted. I, I don't want to give anybody the wrong ideas here. Okay. Um, you know, we, Run! We, <laughs> we definitely have certain antivirals against certain viruses, right? And there are okay. some viruses that scientists have developed and doctors have developed these drugs that will directly, specifically target and stop that virus from replicating, mm-hmm. right? Such like as, Tamiflu, maybe. Like Tamiflu mm-hmm. or Acyclovir, which actually blocks herpes virus replication because we know how the virus replicates, uh-huh. and so we can block specific steps in that viral life cycle, Okay, right? But if your kid shows up and we don't really know what that virus is, you know, the virus is usually just going to run its course, right? right. Most of the viruses, we're going to control them, they're going to go away, and that's going to be the end of it, right? And so I think that's kind of why that's the standard, okay. the standard response. I get really frustrated when... Somebody says, oh, my kid has a viral infection, but they gave me antibiotics. And it's like, well, that's actually not really a good thing to do. It's not so a thing. It doesn't you do sh- anything. You shouldn't do that, okay. no. So, yeah. Although we had a doctor on a, a few weeks ago that said that sometimes the patients are just so insistent that they need antibiotics that he just gives them a very mild one. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> you, you, that look of disapproval on your face is my... palpable. <laughs> yeah. 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 You have anything else? I No, I feel... Uh, like I know a lot now. All about right. Viruses. Well, then, thank you, Doctor Oliver Fregoso, for helping accurate medical information go viral. And now we're going to take that information and run it through something we call 
the old Pounstonator. Paula? All right, house band Tim Freeman, if I could have a little background music for my viral information. Viruses are caused by sneeze guards at salad bars. People sneeze and breathe, they just do. Don't worry about the restaurant menus, though. Just order and go wash your hands. And when the food comes, take it into the bathroom and wash it. Consider scrubbing the waiter. The flu is like fashion. There are new ones every year, and you looked much better in last year's. A virus needs a host. If it's a host that serves cheese, there's an easy way to kill it. He's an assistant professor of microbiology, immunology, and molecular genetics at UCLA. Thank you so much for being on our show, Dr. Oliver Fregoso. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Oliver. Coming up, listeners have asked us for advice. We've got it, and we've got more Kit Kat bars to try. That's coming up right after this. According to climate scientists, we have nine years and 44 weeks until the Earth begins to become uninhabitable. And we're back. Paula, let's get back to uh, get back on track and try some Kit Kats. Uh, wait a minute. Answer the phone. Well, or I could answer the phone. Okay. Okay. Hello? Adam Selva. What? Adam. Uh, wait, who's this? Am, 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 am I the, uh, I, I hope that I am the hundredth caller, Adam Selva. How, how, who if is... I am not, I will support whoever is the hundredth caller. <laughs> Who am I, I talking to? My, I, this is Bernie uh, Sanders. Uh, <laughs> and I hope that my supporters, if I do not win, which I have every reason to believe that I will. Win the 100th caller contest uh, or the uh, presidency? Uh, the 100th caller contest, Adam. Uh, I, I'm hoping that my supporters uh, will not be uh, negative and aggressive. And let's face it, the assholes that they can be yeah. uh, when they don't get their way. Uh, yeah, they—they uh, they, they are pretty. Those Bernie Bros are pretty, pretty harsh. Uh, they can they, they can be compass head. Uh, <laughs> Did you just call me compass head? Uh, I, I understand that that is what people call you. It's not a thing, Bernie. Adam Compass Head Felba, and even no, you not. deserve healthcare. I have health care. You have health care? Yes, I do. Well, that's weird that, that you have a compass head. Uh, I, I don't have a compass head, and it's not a medical condition. You don't even get paid uh, for making a podcast, let alone get health care. That is true. Is a human right. It is a human right. It it's is not a human a, right. Yeah, absolutely, Bernie. Uh, 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 I would like to sample a Kit Kat. If you could give me the goddamn Kit Kat. I can't give you the Kit Kat because you're calling. Damned... Oh, that's a good point. Uh well, this is uh, this podcast gets a lot of uh, consumption, a lot of consumer consumption. Consumer consumption. Consumer consumption, and uh, I want to uh, ask for your support, uh, uh, grassroots yeah. kind of support. Uh, um, uh, just give a little. You're bit calling of, one podcast at a time. I. That's exactly what I'm doing. It's a grassroots effort. <laughs> okay. Well, and, you keep uh, making that effort. Bernie. I'm making that effort right now, okay. and I thank you very much for taking uh, my call. Sure thing. 
All right. Well, that was interesting. Wow, that was exciting. Yeah, Bernie Sanders yeah, calling the man, podcast. I wish Elizabeth Warren would call. I'm pretty sure she will at some point. Uh, if you will, will it, Paula? Uh, Let's try a so Kit Kat bar, shall we? Oh, yeah. How about this one, Paula Poundstone? Oh, now, this looks God, like a I'm regular Kit Kat. I'm taking one more, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, here we go. This one looks like a regular Kit Kat, doesn't it? I'm eating this one for Bernie. Mm. Does look oh, like a regular Kit Kat. This is delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you thinking? I don't like it. You don't like this one? No, I like the first bite, and then the second bite. It's the second bite where it gets shitty. Uh-huh. Um, well, <laughs> there's um, your $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Great until the second wow, bite. Wowjapan.com. Uh, oh, uh, OMG Japan. Oh, right? yeah, OMG. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so, so I really like this one. What is it made of? Uh, you're not going to take a guess? Mm, wait, I'll take another bite. Really tasty. I think Tony and Anita Hall, you should give this, uh, give these out to, to people. All right. It's um, terrifically good. First bite, second bite. There's some powdery in there. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, tell me what you're tasting. Chalk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this one is the creme brulee. The creme brulee it doesn't taste like creme brulee. It, well, I, think I love creme brulee, it. by the way. You have I, to bake it. I think so. It, 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 the, the way they're describing it is a little bit... Um, you don't bake the Kit Kat. These seasonal limited Kit Kats can be baked in the oven to produce a satisfying crunch of Adam, sugar. Adam, answer the phone. What? Answer the phone. Uh, hello? Uh, you don't bake the, the Kit Kat. Uh, you don't bake the damned Kit Kat, Adam Thelma. Compass said, you don't bake what? the Kit Kat. Okay. If I am president, uh, everyone will have health care, uh, but we will not allow uh, baking uh, Kit Kats. Uh, okay, well, th thank you, Senator Sanders. Thank I don't you know... for taking the effort to answer the phone, uh, what I called. Thank you, Adam. Don't yeah, bake the damn Kit Kat. Oh, okay, uh, good to know, uh, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Boy, he is listening carefully to this show. He sure is. All right, I'm taking one more bite, and then I'm hovering over the toilet for the rest of the night. <laughs> and and by the way, OMG Japan, um, I, that, it's not because they're so awful. It's because I've just had too many. Yeah. Well, uh, as I said, uh, I don't think they're meant to be consumed in one serving like that. So how's your creme brulee? It's all right. It's all right. Well, that's kind of the most positive. Re now you're making that face. Yeah. You're having uh, that second yeah, bite and you're yeah, making that second sec bite uh, face. Oh, uh, second bite's a killer. Yeah. Yeah. Second but if bite. you want just a bite of candy out there, then yeah. uh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's, here, yeah. Here's my advice to you about these Japanese Kit Kats. Order them, uh, unwrap them, eat mm -hmm. one bite, and throw the rest away. <laughs> it's really think, the only way I to take them I think buying in. the variety pack could be a great little party thing. Really? Everybody tasting these weird Kit Kats? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Boy, you know how to party. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. Let's talk about advice, though, because uh, we solicited advice from our listeners. We did. We asked if anybody needed advice on anything, and we got... Some questions. Are you ready to offer some advice? Um, uh, yeah. Let, let me read you one of our first questions from an actual listener. Um, here we go. I'm sitting in Chicago's Union Station waiting for my train. I just ate a tasty wrap from Pret-a-Manger, but now I have eggplants stuck in my braces. Don't worry, my orthodontist isn't putting on a deck. Should I go into the public restroom to start cleaning my teeth, or do I go back to the Amtrak lounge where they have a private restroom I could use? But I already told the clerk there to have a good weekend. I can't go back, right? That would be more awkward than the time I told him to listen to your show. See, Adam? Maybe I just <laughs> grin and bear it? Well, I probably won't grin because 
There's stuff in my teeth. Or maybe you have a suggestion I haven't even thought of. I could really use advice from a genius, which is why I emailed you, obviously. Sincerely, a nobody. Boy, I am really with her on the issue of after you say goodbye to somebody yeah. coming back. Yeah. It, well, you're assuming yeah. her gender. Uh, I am assuming yeah. her gender. But, you're but right. it's possible. Absolutely. I think women in uh, general are more sensitive about eggplant in their teeth. Oh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I thought yes. all these years I thought it was Preta Manger. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, it could be Preta Manger, but I'm guessing that you it's a French, French phrase. You went all French on us. Yeah, because it means eat in French. Does it? Yeah, and manger oh, doesn't mean anything that would suggest tasty sandwiches. Oh, my gosh. I feel like an idiot. Why? Uh, because that means... Uh, all the time I was singing away in a manger, and it was away in a manger. No, no, no. For, for one, I believe it's pronounced manger. Oh, and, manger. And away in two, a manger. That's that? about a manger. Oh, what, okay, what's manger? It's eat in French. Oh, so I was singing away in an eat? No, you were singing away in a manger, which was a, it was about a manger. Uh-huh. Specifically the manger, manger where Jesus was born. Oh, uh, where Jesus was born? Yeah, that's the whole idea behind that thing. What is a manger? What is a manger? Isn't it like a... Goat feeding thing or something? It's a goat feeding thing. <laughs> is that gonna... what it is? Like goat trough? I, I don't think it's a trough. Huh. I, yeah. I, you know what? I couldn't tell you yeah. what it means. Away in a goat trough. That's not a trough. The a trough is a little Jesus feeding sleeps. thing. All right. You know what? Well, I am Tony totally Nita Hall is, with is this on top person. Of it. A manger is a long open boxer trough. You're right. Oh, wow. Jesus was born in a trough. Wow. Boy, <laughs> this really puts a spin on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Joseph, just not doing a good job at all. So what's your um, advice? Well, you know, I would say just, no, there is something weird, too, about somebody cleaning their teeth in a public restroom. But, okay, I would say that if you know where the eggplant is located in your on mouth. your braces, yeah. then just go into a cubicle. A cubicle? In the bathroom, in the restroom. Go into a stall. Oh, a stall. Into a stall. Or a little restroom. manger, maybe. And go into the manger. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, because you're right. It's weird when people are, like, cleaning their teeth in the public restroom there at the mirror. Yeah, but there's no mirror inside the stall. And yeah, if well, you have that's braces... my point. If you knew where the eggplant was. Yeah. Yeah. You don't but, have yeah, to. Braces are tricky beasts. You know, blind people still clean their teeth. That is true. Yeah. So, uh, so okay. yeah, go into a stall, nobody. I say go into a stall, nobody. That's what uh, I say. Because right. I'm really with you on this. Like you already said, have a nice day, and then you come back. You know, I volunteer in a nursing home a couple mornings a week, and I, I hate it when I leave. I say goodbye to everybody, and then it's like, oh, I forgot my sunglasses, and I have to go back in. Because for a lot of them, I'll say, like, I'll, it'll be a Monday, and I'll go, see, okay, I'll see you on Wednesday. And then when I come back. They think it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Like, no, not, no. (laughs) Not everybody thinks that, but some of them do. Okay, well, there's your advice. Jeff wrote us with a more serious issue. Ready for Um, this? Yeah. Is there a reliable way to test cheese and dairy products for possible contamination in order to avoid triotoxism? Uh... Uh, no, there isn't, Jeff. Oh, Mrs. Yeah, I thought Miss Culpepper might want to weigh uh, in. There on is one. not a way of testing, or uh, uh, or the captain and I would have tested uh, the uh, Gouda. Yeah, but that was quite a long time ago. There might have been triotoxism tests that have evolved since then. Well, it doesn't Culpepper. do him any good, does it? He's dead. No, no, no. But it isn't just about the captain here. I mean, his his time. Well, he's very important to me. Yes. The captain was very important to me. Uh, Jeff, I do not believe that there is a reliable test. I would just avoid cheese and dairy products that have been sitting out for a long period of time. I think that's the key. I think, and I'm not blaming you, Mrs. Culpepper, but, Thank I think, you. but I think somebody left that cheese out for a long period of time. Someone left the cake out in the rain. 
I believe you just quoted MacArthur Park at me? Uh, that is correct. And I'm not quite sure why. Someone left the cake out in the rain. All right. Um, so uh, do you have any advice? Uh, There's no more advice than no, that. Just, uh, Je- uh, Jeff, uh, no, I don't know what to do about that. Yeah. You just, you know. Uh, I you can't test it. Jeff, this is one of the things that makes life exciting. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> If cheese was completely safe, what a boring world we'd live in, right? Honestly. Well, you know, I say avoid dairy altogether. That's what I say. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Milk is for cows. I have to admit that I, I crack uh, every summer and, and have an ice cream. But overall- You I try feel, to avoid it. In general, I feel like- okay. Let the cow have the milk. And Let the uh, cow have the milk. <laughs> let okay. the cow have the milk and- yeah, yeah. Uh, and you have the cake that was left out in the rain. Now Cole wrote for uh, to us uh, asking for some relationship advice. Quote, "Oh boy, you're hel- coming to the right person." Yeah, here you go. Woo! Hello, I recently met a girl who I am interested in. I shoot her a message every once in a while, but I don't feel like it leads anywhere. How do I win her over? Thanks so much for your help, Cole. Hmm. Well, I would have to wonder what's in the message, Cole. Yeah, that's it's very non-specific. Yeah. But clearly, uh, whatever you're putting in your messages isn't winning her over. I don't know that you can text your way into somebody's heart. I, I would, really, I, just, I wouldn't think so. I, I think you have to no, be there text, in person. Texting is a is a antisocial tool to begin with. Huh? Uh, yeah, texting is not good. It's not good. You don't feel a connection through a text. Okay. Uh, so uh, I, yeah. I, I think some people might disagree with you on that, but I, I certainly think that the lonely ones, Adam. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I think it's lovely he met a girl who he's interested in. Um, so he must have gotten to know her well enough for her to give him her phone number. It, it seems okay, like Okay, here's a wild thought, Cole. Follow me on this. Call her. Whoa. Use your voice and speak with her. Voice message her? Well, no, you know not voice message her. Call her, and she could answer the phone. She could say, hello. And then what? What would Cole do next? Uh, he would say, hello. Okay, then what would he say? He would say, this is Cole calling. Cole calling. Uh, this is Cole calling. Okay. Uh-huh. And then what would she say, Paula? I don't know her name. Huh. Yeah. Uh, she, she would say, it's me, Woody Rose Feynman. Okay. <laughs> so you really- This would a... make you happy, wouldn't it, Adam? No, it would not. I really, no? I really am made uncomfortable talking to Winnie Rose Feynman. No, what I'm saying is if she hooked up with Cole- Oh, yes, that would make me very happy. In fact, Winnie, if you're listening, this Cole guy sounds like he's available, and um, just by the way he likes to write missives to people, I would imagine he'd be really good for a role in Love Letters. And speaking of Hotel Soap, Paula, you're going to be on the road. Where are you going to be performing? You know, Adam, I absolutely hate promoting myself. It's the one part of my job that I really dislike. All right, then let's move on. I'll be in Boston, Massachusetts at the Wilbur Theater on April 17th. I love the Wilbur. I'm in Munhall, Pennsylvania at the Carnegie of Homestead Music Hall on April 25th. And I'm in New York City at Town Hall on April 30th. That is a lot of halls. That's a lot of halls you're going to be playing. Yeah. Maybe they'll let you into the theater itself at some point. Yeah. No, just I'm going to be just in the hall. Out in the hall. You're the kid in the hall. Anything else you have to promote? Well... My Butterfinger single, my rap single, my social justice rap single, not my Butterfinger, and the ringtone are now available for download at my new... Improved. ...website. (laughs) 
you guys, I've had a website this whole time, just so you know. Yeah, a lot of a lot of nobodies have been to it, and they've been pointing out that the new one hasn't appeared yet. Yeah, well, my manager, Captain Crinkle, Bonnie Burns, assures all of us that by the time you hear this, yeah, there is no way in this world that that new website will not be up, and that'll still be polypoundstone.com. It'll just have a new look. You'll be able to listen to the... Uh, podcast right there. That's really the virtue we're looking for. I want to be able to tell people, uh, as I hope you listeners are doing, I want to be able to tell people to go listen to the podcast. And when they say, how do I do that? I don't really know how to get a podcast. I don't know if I can do that. (laughs) I want to be able to say, go on my website and it's right there. And and it's uh, it's there already, according to Bonnie. By the time people are hearing this, it's up. It's not up currently at the time that we are recording this, though. it's up. It's up. Bonnie says it's up. Oh, it's Bonnie says up. it's now up. No, she says it might not be up right this second, no, it but it's not. up. That's impossible, Bonnie. Either it's up right no, this second or it's not up right this second. Up. It's up when you hear this podcast. Yeah, it's, it's up. We have heard that song before, Bonnie it's Burns. Up. People come up to me at my live shows <laughs> and they'll say, uh, they'll say, can you get these? Uh, Ray Ray Horseman just put the old PaulaPoundstone.com. He must have an old computer or something, Bonnie, right? Yeah. That's well, the problem with that yeah. thing, Ray. Yeah. Uh, you need a new he, computer he, with a new website. He pays extra money to get the old website yeah. to, to that's, come Because that's up. the one you can't listen to uh, the podcast on, and you, and you can't buy the pussy pillows there either, can you? No, but when the new website is up, which is now. Which is definitely now. Um, <laughs> Poundstone Pussy Pillows. Which uh, is a cat toy that you uh, you and your assistant Wendell make yourselves. Wendell, Wendell makes the cat toy. It's a little pillow of um, catnip with a cat joke on one side, and I'm happy to uh, sign it to your cat on the other side. And my assistant Wendell makes them in uh, what you've pointed out is a, a sweatshop in your um, house that m- my son's bedroom was turned into a Santa Monica sweatshop. And also my remarkably soft tripoly bun T-shirt yeah. uh, with the self-portrait on the left breast and the memorable quote on the back are also available on my website. <laughs> well, uh, not now, but now. Yeah, exactly. And I, I do want to point out, you do have that grommet that is built into the Poundstone Pussy Pillow. Well, that's part of the appeal of the Pussy Pillow, is that yeah. there's a grommet on the top edge so that you can tie a string to it yeah. and make it more intriguing to your cat. My my cats, uh, literally, sometimes we have them on the floor in the living room. Sometimes the cats literally put their head on them like they are pillows. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, yeah. well, but you, you, don't, know, you don't include the, the, uh, the string. I, I do not include the string. I fi- I don't want to create a codependency between myself and the nobodies. I understand. Uh, they really need to be able to do something for themselves. I, I hear that. I do want to say, though, if you want the string pre-attached, and if you feel like you're a little offended by the name Poundstone's Pussy Pillows, you do have the option of going to my website and ordering Felber's Feline Fun Bags. You don't even have a website that never gets up. It's up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Adam, you you know what? I have a cute little cat story. You do? Yeah. My cat, Hep, used to sleep with me, and over time, she ate almost my entire uh, twin-size blue flannel sheet. Ate the whole sheet? Yep. Almost the entire thing. Yeah. How did that affect your system? Uh, Well, it came out little bits at a time. And that's your cute little cat story. Yeah. You know what? You fall in love with them. That's what happens. Yeah. I guess that's what happens. All right. You Uh, you fall in love with them. We'll be back in just a minute with more Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone right after this. 
Fun fact, one in every 200 men is a direct descendant of Genghis Khan. It's true, and it should really increase your appreciation of Mrs. Khan. Welcome back, all you nobodies. Paula, any message this week for the fans out there? Well, Adam, as you know, this is the part of the show where I usually point out the importance of growing our listening audience in order to be able to keep making our podcast. And I often offer up some simple sample dialogue. Almost in, every show. It, precisely, in order to suggest to listeners how they might share with friends, family, coworkers, and loved ones that they enjoy listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast. And let me say that, although I've been resistant to to the simple sample dialogue to this point. Over the last couple weeks, I've really come around to it, and I'm really looking forward to today's dialogue. Oh, well, just a couple of weeks ago, my simple sample dialogue featured a listener whom I invented that created a board game called Something Doesn't Seem Right Here. I remember that. A game of political consequences. Well, guess what? Someone actually made the game. So let's play it. Oh, I see. In lieu of the simple sample dialogue. I have no simple sample (laughs) dialogue this week. All right. Well, I guess a game is an ample substitute. Let's play. You start out by rolling the dice, and you move your piece around the board and read what's in the space you land on. Here in the center, there's a pile of red consequence cards Uh and a pile of blue consequence cards. You pick from the blue pile after each move, and I pick from the red pile, and we do what the cards say. Okay. The player who lands here at the center first wins. All right. Okay. I'll start. Okay. This sounds fun. Okay. Two. Uh, Okay, you landed on a space there. Yeah. Uh, Here's my card. Um, Oh, here. Uh, Hold hundreds of bills on your desk, refusing to have the Senate debate them. Okay. I'll pick a red card. Move forward five spaces. Five spaces? Huh. Yeah. Okay, your turn. Okay, and the goal is to get to the end of this thing, right? So right. you want to be moving uh, yeah. forward. Right. Moving forward all the time. All right, here we go. Papa wants a 12. Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, four. Uh, one, two, three, four. Pass hundreds of bills in the House of Representatives which sit on Senate leader Republican Mitch McConnell's desk. Get chided as do-nothing Democrats. Okay, here's I, your blue card. I pick a blue card. Yeah. Okay. Move back three spaces. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. That is unfortunate Ooh. for uh, me. Sorry about that. Uh, right. Here I go. Go ahead. Um, huh, three. You're way ahead of me now. Get impeached for trying to extort Ukrainian president and subsequent cover-up. Red card. Now you pull your red card and you... Move forward six spaces. What the? <laughs> well, that's unexpected and unfortunate for me. But uh, I'm feeling lucky. My turn? Okay, your turn. All right. Look. Eight. Now Look you're at moving. that. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Your wife wears shorts on a family vacation at the Grand Canyon. Well, that's obviously innocuous. Pull the blue card, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Go back five spaces. Gosh. Wow. Bad luck for me. Sorry about that. I kind of wish I had the red stack of cards at this point, okay. the way it's turning out. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, good no. luck. Uh, okay. Shit, only two again. Wow, you're not advancing, and yet you're way ahead of me. Ah, uh, yeah. 
Uh, you insist you don't know two men indicted for funneling foreign money into your campaign. Multiple photos of you with them surface, uh-huh. as well as a recording of them telling you over dinner that the American ambassador to Ukraine is making it difficult for them to run their oil business. And your voice clearly telling a henchman to get rid of her. Wow. Move forward five spaces. Wait, is that what the card said? Wow, I win. What a great game. Our listeners are geniuses. I hope they're spreading the word about our podcast. Well, 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 Paula. That was um, that was a game rather than a simple sample dialogue. Yeah. I I, no, I just thought we should play the game since it, it actually got made by one of our listeners. So is that what happened? One of our listeners made the game? Yeah. Now, how is this helping spread the word about our podcast? It's not. Okay, nobody's. Remember, our email address, again, is nobodylistenstopallapoundstone at gmail.com. And you can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find my remarkably soft Tri-Poly Blend t-shirts with a self-portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back at paulapoundstone.com. The brand new paulapoundstone.com. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's up. It's definitely up. All right, that's our show, everybody. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Welcome back, Tony. We miss thee. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by Michael Hoagie. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Tim Freeman. Welcome back, Tim, too. And thanks to our guest, Dr. Oliver Frigoso. And remember, if you want those Kit Kat bars from Japan or kind of anything else from Japan, go to omgjapan.com and type in slash Paula for your 10% discount. Transcription services for this show provided by TranscribeMe. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? So we had Bernie Sanders calling tonight. It was a very exciting show. Yeah, it was. Give me the dubbed Kit Kat. Star Brands Audio, a podcast network.